Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. I'm Tracy from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Are you a small business owner or even someone who dreams of entrepreneurship? Then check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Join hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres as they interview entrepreneurs sharing insights around starting and nurturing a small business. You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class, a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and happy Friday. I'm Holly Fry. And I'm Tracy B. Wilson. We talked about Anne Radcliffe all week. All week long. Um, Tracy, I want to ask you right off the bat, because when we began, you giggled a little when we referenced... Castle of Otranto. Yeah. Um, so the little giggle, well, first, was there a specific thing you were going to ask me? Or were you just like, what was that about? What was that about? When I was putting together my potential October episode topic ideas for this year, uh, one of them was Horace Walpole, author of Castle of Otranto. Um, and when you and I talked about sort of what you had on your list and I was I was like I sort of felt like having Anne Radcliffe and Horace Walpole in the same year might feel a little too similar Um, and I had not really realized until you sent this outline over to me that she specifically cited the Castle of Otranto as like one of the big influences on her yeah Uh, I liked I just didn't know that um and uh, so I was, as we were recording, I was thinking about interjecting that. And then I was like, no, this is better for Friday in the behind the scenes. <laughs> um, so yeah, maybe at some point in the future, there will be a Horace Walpole episode. Um, I took a class in college, which at this point was so long ago, that was called Discourses in Terror. And it was a class that was all about the evolution of the Gothic novel. So we read The Castle of Otranto. We read The Mysteries of Adolfo. I don't think we read, um, it was Northanger Northanger Abbey that was like Jane Austen's satire, right? I don't think we read that one, but I do think that it was in the volume that included uh, Castle of Otranto and Mysteries of of Udolfo. I feel like that was one book that contained all three of those books. And then, like, from there, we read a whole bunch of other very dark and foreboding and eerie and sublime and (laughs) surreal stuff, ending with 
A Clockwork Orange. Oh, the way I love that book. The way yeah. I love that book. Um, I know not everyone loves that book. Yeah. Uh, it was a really interesting class. It was an elective in the literature department. So yeah, and it was, uh, it just was funny to me that I had I had not really realized that she had specifically cited this. That could be a thing we talked about in class 20-something years ago that I've forgotten now. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, I found the one of the hardest parts of prepping this episode was trying to summarize any of her books because they do have a lot of tendrils. Mm-hmm. And like Sir Walter Scott mentions, like it seems like she forgot about this. Thing. <laughs> um There is the trajectory of her work that intrigues me, which is that for a while, you know, she fell so out of favor and people kind of were like, that's cute. Um, Little housewife writing romancy books, huh? Um, And now, you know, it's kind of come back full circle and people are analyzing them with more depth, which I find very interesting. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things where I read her work and I will confess... I'm not, like, super into it. I was not either. Like, Um, I love the descriptive parts, which is what she is always lauded for, like, writing mm -hmm. really good, creepy descriptions of places and landscapes. Yeah. But, like, then it gets... Her... I'm one of those people that her device of, like, not telling you what has actually just happened Mm -hmm. makes me a little itchy, where I'm like, um, do I have to flip through this book to find out what that was? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, but I do think it's interesting that that she is the person, like, if you, you know, trace the line, just like your college class did, like, there is a line that can be traced from her to modern works. And it's not like they wouldn't have existed without her, but she definitely influenced that trajectory. To I just always love those. Those flow charts of, like, influence are mm-hmm. always very interesting to me. Um there is another thing we didn't really talk about in the episode that is interesting to me. And if anybody listening who maybe hasn't studied this era of English literature in particular, this idea of ladies publishing anonymous works, mm-hmm. which was not particularly uncommon. Right. Um, because... You know, women of this time would read a lot because they did have leisure if they were of a certain station. And then it was kind of a natural progression for them to go, I could write something. It's kind of like when we did, um, I'm jumping to a very different type of thing, but when we were reading Billy Burke and it was like there were always like women who were like, I could write a play. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the same thing. Like people who had a little bit of time on their hands and could be like, yeah, I'll try my hand Mm -hmm. at writing. Um, So there is, like, not a, a, a lack of anonymous works to be found from this time that were most likely written by a woman who had read a great deal, which informed her. Um, listen, my time in college, the, the part of my time in college that was spent on my English major, because I was one of those people that kept adding majors, I wouldn't change, I would just add, was specifically all into the English romantic literature. And I'm about to trash talk Samuel Taylor Coleridge a little okay. bit. Which normally I don't do except. Um, he at one point had criticized her 
explaining her endings because he felt that that didn't satisfy the reader's desires. Mm-hmm. And every time I hear that, I think about Kublai Khan, which is essentially him writing a poem where he says, I dreamt about this amazing place, and he goes on to describe it, and then he goes, but I could I could never describe it. And then the, the whole thing ends. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you, you just did. Come on. Like, I, <laughs> there's some weird parallel to be drawn there of like, really, you're going to attack people for their expectations when you just kind of were like, oh, I'm done with that. I can't do it. Um, interesting. I'm Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the United States? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. And every episode, hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business, and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian, someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day, seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if everyone's being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash Papertarian. Planning your next trip? Choice Hotels has a stay for any traveler you want to be, with 22 brands and over 7,400 locations. Whether you're a business traveler, a family road tripper, someone who wants to seek out history and maybe make your own, or just planning a quick getaway, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Like a Cambria Hotel, where you can be a cocktail connoisseur and sip locally inspired craft beverages at downtown locations in the center of it all. This is a fun way to visit cities with a lot of history and a lot of fun in mind. Or a Radisson Hotel for all our productivity powerhouses out there. With flexible workspaces and on-site restaurants, you'll get the most out of your work trip. You'll get the coffee, the Wi-Fi, and the work done. And we can't forget about comfort hotels. Imagine you're a family road tripper, waking up in your big spacious room and then heading down to a free hot breakfast for the entire family, including waffles. So you'll be well-fed and ready for the day's adventure, even if that's just relaxing. After that, you're spending all afternoon relaxing by the pool. You deserve it. What are you waiting for? Join Choice 
privileges and start earning points toward your next stay. Find a stay for any you. Book directly at choicehotels.com, where travels come true. I want to talk about Richter Norton, who we mentioned several times. Yeah, we did. He is a historian that I think a lot of our listeners might be into some of his work. He really specializes in um, LGBTQIA history and -hmm. and has written a lot of really good books about it, um, particularly in England and, and I think some in other areas of Europe. Um, writes some very cool things. His analysis is really interesting, I find. I like the way he writes. So if you are in search of such, um, that's a great place to start. He wrote a lot of analysis in his biography of her about her anti-Catholicism and the Unitarianism thread that kind of goes through her her thing, including um, William's um, periodicals that he edited and owned one of being kind of considered um radical unitarian gazettes essentially mm-hmm. and so if you are into that that's a very interesting part of her story that didn't quite fit in her life story but is interesting in how you may read her literature um he makes an interesting uh point about the fact that um she was self-taught a lot of things like her knowledge of things like history were things she had read in books, but she would mess it up. Mm-hmm. And she would kind of get away with that. Mm-hmm. Whereas when it came to people of lower class, she would make fun of them for being uneducated sometimes and stupid. And it's like, ma'am. Um, <laughs> that's not cool. You are very sensitive, clearly. And yet mm-hmm. you are not sensitive to other people's feelings or needs if you don't think they're as good as you. Uh, Super interesting. She wrote a line that I plucked out of one of her travel logs and I don't know why it really stuck with me because I keep finding myself trying to pluck it apart to really get to the meaning of it and Mm -hmm. I continue to rethink what I think it means. It's a very simple line. Which is, I prefer rich beauty to wild beauty, unless accompanied by such shapes of grandeur as verge upon the sublime. And I'm like, are you saying (laughs) that you like man-made beautiful things, like things that are crafted by a human versus like the natural, like looking at architecture versus just a landscape? Mm-hmm. unless there is something in that landscape that wows you? Or are you saying something else? And I keep, I keep like, circling this. Be like, what does she really mean by rich beauty versus wild beauty? And what does she mean by shapes of grandeur exactly? And we don't know. I remember having a very long, it might have been, like, the whole a whole session of class in this gothic novel class that I took, just a a lengthy, lengthy exploration of like what exactly sublime uh-huh. meant in like the context of this literary world. Yes. Yes. Well, and that passage that I think you read in the course of the the episode where we're talking about the character of Emily pulling back the veil mm-hmm. and her talking about how being afraid 
like terror is actually this sublime thing and sort of feels good. And I'm like, perhaps I'm not cut from the same cloth as Mrs. Radcliffe. (laughs) (laughs) I'm certainly much less uptight than it seems she might have been, but I Mm. also don't find being afraid to be terribly fun. I like horror films, but it's because I'm not afraid of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Listen, I'll watch the Babadook seven times a day. I love it. Um, but yeah, I I I like thinking about the significant differences between her time and ours and also trying to translate what what that means, like things that she said and and whether or not they apply to our current world because it was a very different world, obviously. Um, like we mentioned in the show, like the things that were considered you know, provocative mm-hmm. or <laughs> or terrifying in her time are really v- extraordinarily mild for most modern readers. Right. Uh, which is part of it. Like, I know, I remember talking to a friend who had read one of her books, and I even had this experience, I think, as a teenager. I don't remember if I had read Udolfo or The Italian. It's been a long time. And being like, I thought this was supposed to be scary. Like, I did <laughs> There was no real sense of it being actually terribly frightening. Like, my takeaway was that Emily was just uh, soft. Sure. <laughs> not not that she had, had seen anything very scary. It was like, well, she just fainted. I don't know. Um, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not decrying anyone who faints or is soft, for that matter. But that was my takeaway as, like, a 17-year-old. It's like, oh, she probably faints at everything. Uh, which is, you know, the least kind read I could have possibly had. Anyway, Anne Radcliffe, you... You intrigue me. I feel like we would not have liked each other had we found ourselves in the same timeline, but mm-hmm. I'm still very intrigued by her. Uh, I do love the idea that she was like, let's just let's just live our lives. Let's mm-hmm. just go go hang out. Mm-hmm. You want to hang out for the next 30 years? That sounds good. You want to do that? Sure. Yeah, when uh, you were talking about they they still went out in the carriage and they went around London and the, sur- the surrounding area and stopped wherever their heart desired. I was like, that sounds great. Yeah, their their travels together. It seems like she and William just loved hanging out together and traveling together, and mm-hmm. that's kind of the dream. No, you can't ask for more than that, right? She lived a great life from the time she retired from writing for like the next twenty four years. Sounds great. Sounds great. May we all have such delight. Uh, may you have such delight. If this is your weekend, maybe go drive your carriage around and stuff wherever you want. <laughs> Um, if you have obligations or work or something of that nature this weekend, I hope they still afford you time to find delight and ride your carriage around wherever you want. But uh, we will be right back here tomorrow with a classic. And then on Monday, there will be another brand new episode. And we are into Halloween time. So um, spooky and creepy things afoot. Yeah. Stuff You Missed in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? 
Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there. And keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 